You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in on a Wednesday edition of the show. I hope you all are doing well. A lot to get to here on Locked On Cougars today. Our 2020 BYU football debriefings continue. We will make a stop in the defensive backfield with the cornerbacks group for BYU. One high-profile player exit with a number of other players set to reprise their roles for the Cougars next year or this coming year, I guess what we should say. We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about Zach Wilson being honored as the co-Polynesian football player of the year by the Polynesian Football Hall of Fame, a well-deserved honor. We'll examine that and, of course, catch you up on other news and notes involving BYU sports on today's podcast. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at Built Bar as well as Bet Online. We'll tell you about both of those companies a little later on in today's podcast. All right, with that rundown out of the way, let's get to it here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for January 13th, 2021. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And a big thank you for your support of the podcast, as always. Apologies for the delay on this podcast coming out. I had a little emergency last night with my brother. Needed to go help him, so I wasn't able to record last night. So I'm recording this early on Wednesday morning. So those of you who expected to see it overnight, I apologize for that. But nonetheless, this is your daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports and a big thank you for your support of the podcast as always getting going on today's show let's start off with a congratulations and the uh, accolades continue to roll in for zach wilson he has been named the 2020 polynesian college football co-player of the year uh, zach sharing that award with usc standout talanoa humfanga both of them fantastic players and let's clear up one thing real quick if you guys weren't aware zach wilson's middle name is capono and you're probably wondering, okay, where does that come from? Well, his father, Mike, is actually a Hawaiian native. He grew up in Hawaii, came to Utah to play college football, and settled down here in Utah, but he is from Hawaii. So Zach does have Polynesian ancestry, and that is why he is eligible for this award. A lot of people out there on social media saying, Zach Wilson's Polynesian, prove it. Well, that kind of proves it right there and really cool to see him get this award i would have probably agreed that talano hufanga also deserved to have co-player of the year honors after having just a stellar run with usc in their limited season in the pac-12 i think he averaged double digit tackles for usc both of these players now headed to the nfl both of them declared that they are going to go pro and both of them probably should so Really cool to see this. Uh, Zach obviously led BYU to 11 and one record in 2020, and uh, BYU finishing at number 11 in the AP poll. Let's stop there for a moment. It's the highest finish in the Associated Press poll since 1996 for the Cougars. It's the first time they finished a season ranked in the AP poll in 11 years. This season, this past 2020 season, I don't think it can be construed as anything but uh, just an ultimate success for BYU football. I get that the schedule was less than stellar, etc. But this BYU football team, they are the highest ranked team in the Western United States. And I think that's some just desserts considering they were the only team in the Western United States who had any intention of playing football 
in what August and September, and they pl- played out a 12-game schedule, finished at number 11, came a yard away, yard and a half away from going potentially 12 and 0. Just crazy, crazy to think how this season played out, but it was absolutely a success. Uh, Wilson earned All-American honors, finishing number 8 in the Heisman Trophy voting. He passed for 3,692 yards, 33 touchdowns against only three interceptions on the year. He broke a BYU program record previously held by Steve Young for completion percentage, completing 73.5% of his passes this past season. He also added 10 touchdowns and 255 yards rushing on the ground. So, just a a great season overall for BYU, finishing at number 11. It can't be discounted what BYU did. It has been 24 years since they finished as high as they did in the AP poll. The college football playoff, you know what? It's a, it's an invitational. It's set up for the Power Five. And BYU, yeah, if they want to have any hope of making the college football playoff, essentially they're going to have to play, I think, 10 Power Five teams, beat all of them, do so by the digits that they did this past season and hope like hell that they can get invited at that point. I, I I don't know if that will ultimately ever come to fruition, but a season like what BYU had this past season is going to help people uh, really buy into this program. It was a great column written by Doug Robinson in the Deseret News, and your your thoughts on Doug Robinson may vary, but I thought he had a very good point, saying that the 2021 season upcoming for BYU is actually going to be one of the most important that they've had in some time. Because obviously, uh, they had the debacle in 2017 that led to the firing of Ty Detmer. Then in uh, 2018 and 2019, you go 7-6 and six back-to-back. Very different 7-6 and six records, but nonetheless, mediocre records in that regard. And then you erupt for an 11-1 record this past season that was absolutely stellar, but against potentially the weakest schedule you've had in, what, six, seven years at least? Uh, No Power 5 teams on that schedule, and we don't need to rehash that it was outside of BYU's control. They played the teams that they could play. They went about trying to schedule as many as they possibly could, and the the nice part is BYU got to play 12 games, Uh, and I I don't know, but 2021 upcoming, I think it's going to tell us a lot about this program. You do lose a lot of talent, obviously. Brady Christensen moving on to the pros. Your stellar All-American, consensus All-American left tackle. Your playmaking wide receiver in Dax Milne. He's headed to the pros. Zach Wilson going to the pros. But if Kalani Sitake is right and his goal, he has reiterated time and time again about wanting his team to be the deepest team possible. Well, if that's true, we're going to see that depth on display play in 2021 because there are a bunch of power five teams seven of them currently on the schedule for BYU and we're going to learn a lot about this team in that upcoming season we'll examine the cornerbacks group going into 2021 coming out of 2020 in our debriefings that will continue next Uh, some very interesting options there for Gennaro Guilford and the BYU defensive secondary to use and I think we're going to see an evolution of this BYU defense hopefully with some of these players continuing to progress and grow. We'll examine that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you by our good friends over at Built Bar Guys. I had a new shipment as I mentioned earlier this week come in over the weekend and I have absolutely been enjoying every single one that I have had so far. Uh, David Locke on the Zone Sports Network, of course also the host of the Locked On Jazz podcast and also the CEO of the Locked On Podcast Network for which we work for on this podcast actually is mentioned in some ads that 
that the coconut almond tastes like an almond joy. And I had not tasted the coconut almond flavor yet. And it came in my box. I actually ordered it in my most recent shipment. And I'll tell you what, folks, if you like almond joys, coconut almond built bars are your go-to. I would encourage you guys to check it out. There are over 18 different flavors out there, both nut and non-nut flavors. No matter what you like, I guarantee you can find a flavor of built bar that you will enjoy. What I love about built bars is they are high in protein, high in fiber, but low sugar and low calorie. They're the perfect complement for whatever you're trying to do on your health journey. You're trying to lose weight, maintain your weight. You're on like the keto diet, that type of stuff. It is the perfect complement for all of that. So check it out now. You can go to builtbar.com to learn more. While you're there, when you place that order, make sure you use the promo code locked on and save yourself 20% on your next order. It's a great way to save some money on the best tasting protein bars anywhere. And that's by going to builtbar.com, use the promo code locked on and enjoy the best tasting protein bars on the market. All right, our 2020 BYU football debriefings continue today. Earlier this week, we talked about the quarterback position on Monday. We talked about the specialists yesterday. Today, we're going to make a stop on the defensive side of the football, and we're going to talk about the cornerbacks group for BYU. This is an interesting group because you lose one guy who's kind of been your headliner for this group in Chris Wilcox. He opted out of the bowl game to begin preparations for the pro ranks and has been training in Southern California, and we wish him nothing but the best. I think he's actually a guy that NFL teams will be intrigued by because he's six foot two, he weighs 190 pounds, and he can run just absolutely with anybody, it seems like, out there when he's fully healthy. The biggest question mark is his health. How healthy is he actually, and how long will his body allow him to continue to play? We'll learn a lot, I think, in the lead up to the draft. I think that Chris is probably likely to be an undrafted free agent, but there is another guy who was an undrafted free agent that got benched at BYU his senior season, who is now starting in the NFL, and Michael Davis for the Los Angeles Chargers. So there is a career arc out there that I think a kid like Chris Wilcox can look at and say, you know what, if I don't get drafted, I think I can do exactly what Michael Davis did, kind of buy my time as a special teamer, become a spot duty player, and then eventually earn my role as a starting player with an NFL team. If, if, in my opinion, if Michael Davis can do it, I think Chris Wilcox can do it, but he's got to prove that he is healthy, his health will hold up, and that he can prove he can be effective at playing cornerback at the NFL level. Now, with his departure, obviously that leaves one open position for BYU amongst their starting cornerbacks. For most of the year when Chris was right, he was one of your starters. Uh, the other starter kind of depended week to week. Micah Harper really had a breakout freshman campaign. I would expect that he's firmly in the running to continue to be a starting caliber guy for BYU. He's not the biggest player out there, 5'10", 185 pounds, but what he is is he is absolutely a playmaker. He makes plays on the field, not afraid to come up and run support and make tackles. I think you'll only see him continue to improve as he plays more and more for BYU. And the good news is, despite all of the action he got this year, all the reps he got, he's still going to be technically a true freshman once again next year. That's a pretty exciting prospect for a young man like that. And I think guys like Micah Harper are going to hopefully help BYU feel a little more confident maybe going with some more man-to-man coverage schemes if they feel the need to do it. I still think that the drop eight scheme will be forever part of BYU's scheme so long as Elisa Tuiaki is at the helm of BYU's defense. But I think they showed in 2020 that they actually have more varied options in terms of their defenses than they've showed previously. Would you have liked to have seen more man coverage at times during the season? Absolutely. I think 
think the Houston game was the epitome of what BYU could and should aspire to be in terms of their defensive secondaries with bringing man coverage, allowing guys to go cover one or cover zero, and trusting your front seven to go get pressure on the quarterback and disrupt things. It worked in that game. So I think that there should be some thoughts in the offseason here as BYU looks to 2021, the upcoming season, and says, you know what? We can take some more chances here. We can gamble a bit more with our blitzes and trust that our secondary is going to hold up, particularly our cornerbacks. I do think that BYU still will remain in a base zone coverage in 2021. Uh, I think cover three, cover two stuff is still here to stay. But I think guys like Micah Harper, Keenan Ellis, D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, those are the top four cornerbacks I look at going into 2021. And I think that's going to comprise probably my preseason too deep at the cornerback position for BYU. I think all four of them have shown flashes of ability to be that man cover guy uh, to varied degrees of success obviously a guy like Mandel has had issues with penalties in the past but when they're right guys like Keenan Ellis and Isaiah Heron who have had their own injury concerns they have proven to be starting caliber guys for BYU at cornerback so the hope is that those four players like I said Keenan Ellis D'Angelo Mandel Isaiah Heron those three in particular are becoming upperclassmen uh, all of them I think either sophomores will be a redshirt sophomore or a redshirt junior uh, by the time the 2021 season begins. So they are now upperclassmen. They have had pleasant knee of seasoning now, and now it is their time to kind of step to the forefront and say, Coach, speaking to Coach Guilford or to Coach uh, uh, Tuiaki, etc., and say, we can be the guys that you want us to be. We can go out there and lock up an opposing receiver and make their life absolutely miserable. If they can prove that they can do that at a high level in 2021, you're going to see BYU's defense be even better than it was in 2020 by metrics. I know that the eyeball test didn't necessarily match up with how the metrics kind of graded them out, but the defense was effective in 2020. For all of the, the hullabaloo, all of the complaints that we had out there about BYU's defense in 2020, they graded out and statistically bore out. They were actually pretty, pretty good. Now, can you take it to the next level? That's a big question mark. I think that, yeah, Keenan Ellis, D'Angelo Mandel, Isaiah Heron, they should all be thinking, okay, I'm going to start next year. Micah Harper, like I said, he'll still be technically a true freshman in 2021 during the 2021 season upcoming. Well, he should be thinking, I started as a true freshman or a, what do we call it, a, a, a redshirt freshman? I don't know what we're going to call it technically, a COVID freshman. That's where you get, there we go. COVID freshman. As a COVID freshman, I started a number of games at BYU and I was very effective and maybe was the the best cornerback consistently for BYU in 2020. I would imagine that he has hopes of starting. I think there also are two other guys in this position group who have proven or need to prove that they can be starting caliber guys. One of them is Shimon Willis, formerly a transfer from Weber State University, the son of BYU running back legend Jamal Willis. Shimon was called upon in 2019 in multiple instances to come in and play a key role at cornerback for BYU. He has had his own injury concerns in 2020. If he can put those behind him, I think he'll absolutely compete for playing time and push anybody who is in front of him for a reps on the field. I still think that the philosophy with BYU's defense of rotating guys in a heavy rotation is going to continue on in 2020. So if you're Shimon Willis and you're quote unquote the fifth cornerback out there, 
you got to be thinking, okay, I still have an opportunity here to go out and prove and earn playing time. The other guy I'm talking about is Jock Wilson, a junior college cornerback who came in and suffered a meniscus injury that knocked him out during training camp in the first part of the season. And essentially, I think it eventually by the time he was cleared to return to the team, BYU said, you know what, we're going to get you healed up, make sure you're 100% and you can get back after it this coming season. Uh, a highly thought of Juco player, uh, we had Jock on on this podcast to talk about it and he's been very high on potentially suiting up for BYU and contributing to this team well I think this upcoming spring practice period is going to be critical for his chances of proving okay I am that Juco guy you guys brought in to be an immediate impact player despite having to sit out the past season will it bear out that he can become that guy We'll see. I think that there is an opportunity there for him, but I think that he's got a long way to go to prove that he is capable of reprising his role or picking up where he left off, I guess, because the early returns on him in fall camp last year were actually very, very high before suffering that meniscus injury. There was a lot of thought that he was going to contribute right away, and hopefully the injury has not knocked him back in his progression, and he can kind of pick up where he left off. One final note here on this position group is Caleb Christensen. We talked about him a little bit yesterday as the kick returner for BYU and hoping to see an uptick in production from him. He is kind of playing that nickelback uh, Cinco role that is a hybrid linebacker, cornerback role. George Udo also is playing that spot, but Udo has torn an ACL and is likely to be out for the most of at least uh, spring ball and most of the summer, I would imagine. Training camp probably is the earliest you see him back on the field for BYU. But that Cinco or uh, nickelback role a guy like Caleb Christensen, well, with George Udo's shelf for the time being, he's got an opportunity to come in and prove, you know what, I can hold down this spot. Caleb's not the tallest guy in the world. Listed at five foot nine, uh, 200 pounds, so he's a pretty stockily built athlete, but he has proven that he can get out there and contribute. So if he can become a bigger player, a bigger impact guy on defense for BYU, that'd be good to see. And that Cinco role, that hybrid role that they've built, uh, it used to be called, I know they still have the flash position, but the linebacker core is all kinds of messed up. I'm not even going to begin to try and break that down for you on today's podcast, but the the hybrid nickel role that they've created for a guy like Caleb Christensen and or George Udo it's one that needs to keep an eye on it. But George Udo seems like the odds on favor to start there had he been healthy. Now it will kind of depend on can Caleb Christensen step up to that role, kind of fill in there and make it his own, or will it be somebody else on the roster that comes out of nowhere and takes on that role? We'll find out. I, I'm interested to see. It may be like a Jock Wilson. If he can't find a role at cornerback, can he step in over at that single position and prove he's capable? There's a lot of questions to be discussed and a lot to be watched for when it comes to spring ball upcoming. We'll have that all covered for you here on the podcast, but these debriefings will continue. We will continue to roll through all the different position groups. We now have covered cornerbacks, specialists, as well as uh, quarterbacks, cornerbacks, and specialists now. So thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for weighing in with your thoughts on this. The response you guys have had to these debriefings so far on social media has actually been very beneficial to me as I kind of go about out planning them out we'll bounce from position group to position group i'm not going to go all the way through the offense and then all the way through the defense as you can tell we've gone from offense to special teams and now back to defense we'll probably go to offense again next or maybe we'll talk defense again tomorrow who knows but nonetheless
nonetheless, we will have you guys covered when it comes to knowing the roster for BYU football moving forward here. All right, coming up here in just a moment, we'll catch up on, on some of the other news and notes involving BYU athletics. Always news to get to, and we'll cover that here in just a moment. Today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at betonline.ag, folks. Many of you out there probably have a cursory interest in the sports betting world, but if you'd like to get off the couch figuratively and get in on the action, betonline.ag is the spot for you. What I love about it is betonline.ag has every sport covered. Whether you're an NBA fan who wants to bet on the games nightly, you want to make prop bets in sports, you want to bet on the NFL playoffs upcoming this weekend, you're a college basketball junkie who thinks you got the inside track on really winning some money there, well, prove it and do it with betonline.ag. What I love about BetOnline is they have fast payouts, they take care of you guys, but additionally, to welcome our Locked On Cougars listeners to betonline.ag, when you go and sign up for that free account and then when you make your first deposit, use the promo code Locked On and get a 50% welcome bonus. So, for example, you deposit 10 bucks, you can get 5 bucks free from betonline.ag. 100 bucks, 150 bucks. You get the math. It's a great way to get some free money to play around with on BetOnline. Make sure to check it out and when you stop by, let them know that Locked On Cougars sent you by using that promo code Locked On for that 50% welcome bonus. Don't hesitate, folks. Get in on the action. That's at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. One thing we need to touch on going on today and tomorrow, funny enough, is the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. And normally this is actually a showcase event for NFL draft prospects to get onto the field, work with NFL personnel, show what they can do on the field in drills, etc. But this year, due to the COVID-19 restrictions, the NFL PA Bowl has become an online event, which is actually going to be more of a what we call a transition event. It's going to have multiple front office personnel as well as former players speaking to players virtually to help them kind of aid in the transformation from going from a collegiate player to being a professional football player. How does this relate to BYU? Well, three former Cougars, three seniors, have been named to the NFLPA top prospects scouting department. Those players recognized by the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl include senior tight end Matt Bushman, linebacker Isaiah Kafusi, and offensive of lineman Tristan Hodge. All three of them, I think, are well-deserving of this honor. And the nice part is for all three of these players, they've all had injury concerns in the last little bit, none bigger than Bushman with that torn Achilles in training camp for BYU. He is four months out from surgery, and you see on social media, he's actually proven he can run a little bit now. He's pushing a weight sled, that type of stuff. So good to see him uh, showing well on social media. But this is fun to see him actually getting his opportunity to hobnob with NFL PA personnel, NFL personnel, former players who will be speaking to them. It's an honor, and it would have been nice to see all three of these players get an opportunity to show what they can do in drills to NFL uh, scouts, front office personnel, and that type of stuff, but at this point, the COVID-19 restrictions, especially the NFL PA Bowl, by the way, it's held in California traditionally, and you all know, we're all very aware of the headlines with California and how COVID's going there, so I understand why they're being very hesitant on this, but the honor of having all three of these players named to the NFL PA's top prospect list and being part of this online seminar series is actually going to be really beneficial to all three of them. The fun part is is that uh, there'll be guys like Michael Vick, Terrell Davis, Brian Dawkins, as well as new Jackson State head coach Deion Sanders, who are going to be part of this virtual education 
Uh, guys like Tristan Hodge have actually been selected to play in the Hula Bowl, which is actually going to be an on-field showcase event for him to show what he can do. If I'm not mistaken, I think Isaiah Kafusu is also invited to that. And this is actually really cool to see them both getting this online education from the NFLPA organization, and then hopefully they can get over to Hawaii to the Hula Bowl event uh, and be able to show what they can do on the field. These showcase events are critical, especially for seniors like these three, to prove you know what I have developed I've become the player that you guys can trust to move on to the next level in the case of a guy like Matt Bushman as well as Isaiah Kafusi, both of them are return missionaries they're older they need to prove to teams that hey I may be two years older than what you're looking for but I can still be an effective player for your franchise so trust me and take an opportunity and take a chance to let me show what I can do so Nonetheless, really cool to see all these players getting their opportunity to showcase themselves to NFL personnel. It's NFL draft season, folks. There's going to be a lot of talk about where guys like Zach Wilson are going to go, but it expands out from there. You're going to see conversations about Chandon Herring, uh, Brady Christensen, Dax Milne, Tristan Hodge, Matt Bushman, Isaiah Kafusi, Chris Wilcox. This might be the richest uh, class in terms of NFL draft talent that BYU's had in, a, in quite some time. I was talking last year around draft time, talking last spring, that I felt like BYU, this upcoming draft class, would, would be one of their strongest that they've had in quite some time, and it's developed as such. I think, on in my mind, there are four draft picks in this group for BYU, in my opinion, those being Zach Wilson, Dax Milne, uh, uh, not Tristan Hodge. Uh, Tristan's probably going to be an undrafted free agent, but Brady Christensen and Chandon Herring. I think those four are likely guys to get drafted, but Isaiah Kafusi, if he shows well, Chris Wilcox shows well, if Tristan Hodge shows well, who's to say the team doesn't fall in love with them and pick them? But I think all three of those players, even if they aren't drafted, are going to have opportunities as an undrafted free agent to show what they can do as well. So a lot to discuss and a lot to examine over the coming weeks and months and in the lead up to the NFL draft at the end of April. And we'll have it covered for you. We'll have some of these guys on the podcast, hopefully, to talk about their draft journey, examine what they take away from their time at BYU, etc. We'll work on that. But in the meantime, we'll continue to kind of monitor the news with these showcase events and see what happens for these players. All right, that's going to do it for today's edition of the podcast. A big thank you once again for your support of the show. As always, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search out Locked on Cougars. Also, feel free to follow me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. And as always, you can email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address to use if you want to reach out to us that way. All right, that's going to do it. Have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for January 13th, 2021, and we will talk to you guys tomorrow.